up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Keyboard Kimura podcast here on Keyboard Kimura. I am E. Spencer Kite, your friendly neighborhood Spencer man. It is Monday, June 5th, which means it is UFC 289 fight week. I am a mix of excitement and anxiety as I sit here and record this. Excitement because I get to see a bunch of friends and a bunch of people that I've worked with for a number of years for the first time in quite some time. And the first time in real life with several of those people, anxiety because it's, it's back on the road and I haven't done it in a long time. And you just wonder if there's a little bit of rust and awkwardness of getting out there and meeting people and seeing people face to face for the first time again in in a very long time, looking a little older, looking a little bigger, all of those things, just the usual self-confidence struggles that your boy has from time to time here today, though, I want to talk about This event coming back to Canada, the UFC coming back to Canada, the way this sport is covered here in this nation, the way these athletes from Canada are supported, covered, represented within this space, because I've always felt like, and and this is solely my opinion, that when I look at other nations, when I look around the globe, when I watch the UFC take events international fighters from those host nations get a different level of support, a different level of, of unwavering support than Canadian athletes do here at home. I don't think it's necessarily specific to the UFC. I think it, I think that is true of other sports. I think we as a nation are very much, We get in on things and we get in on Canada when there's the Maple Leaf on the chest. So when it's the Olympics, when it's world championships, when it's things of that nature, and less so when it comes to individual athletes, I think that is more regional. I think that is more to the niche of of that particular sport. I think it's the same way in the States. You don't see American athletes getting unwavering support no matter where they are. It is far more regional. Somebody from Philly isn't getting the same kind of love at home on the road as they would get at home. Same with New York and Cali and and things like that, right? And I, I get it to an extent. There's a larger proliferation of American fighters on the roster, more events in the States. And so you're not necessarily going to get the people in Miami, let's say, for that event back in back in April, going all out and having a deep connection and deep ties to somebody that competed regionally in Texas or California and lives and trains out there. Hugely different areas, hugely different markets. I get it to a certain extent. But the other side of that coin is I watched the UFC go to Perth earlier this year and every single Australian fighter that walked to the cage got a big pop from that crowd. And it didn't matter if they were the actual local boy, Jack Della Maddalena, if it was Jack Jenkins, if it was Alexander Volkanovsky, they were Australian and they got love. We see the events that happen in London every year. And it doesn't matter where in the country you're from. If you're British, you're getting a pop, you're getting love. And now that has waxed and waned over the years and it has been different, right? I remember a few years back 
Leon Edwards. He didn't get booed, but Gunnar Nelson got a bigger pop for him than he did, I should say, going into their fight. But we also see it, I obviously the Brazilians come to mind every time the UFC brings a show to Brazil. The house is packed. Every single Brazilian athlete that walks to the cage gets tons of love. The crowd is crazy from the jump and every single athlete that is facing a Brazilian gets the Uva Morer, unless it is a all Brazil matchup, at which point we don't hear anything and everybody just gets cheered. And I kind of sit here and I'm a little bit jealous, honestly. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit disappointed that we don't have that same thing here in Canada where we only have a handful of athletes on the UFC roster. And while we're not in the championship mix at this time, as we were back in the past with George St. Pierre, as we were when Rory McDonald was a contender, Valerie Letourneau fought for, for gold at some point. We just don't, it doesn't seem like we have that same support and raising up of these athletes and, and paying attention to these athletes through the ranks, through the regional circuit, all the way up that we do, that we see in a bunch of these other nations. Certainly there are pockets within the MMA community and within individual regions and areas that host a lot of these regional events in this country where some of these emerging talents are established names and will carry some of that with them when they get to the bigger stage. But even then, it hasn't really translated, right? Jeremy Kennedy was an amateur champion and a pro champ out here in BFL before he went on to the UFC and then eventually on to PFL and Bellator. He didn't get this massive following turning up when he fought in the UFC out here. Rory McDonald, same thing, King of the Cage champion before he got to the UFC. He got love, but it wasn't some kind of crazy support out here. And then it, you know, waxed and waned again, as I, as I used earlier, over the course of his UFC career. We've seen small little pockets and small groups of people turn up for individual fighters, and we will certainly get that on Saturday as well as a number of Canadian athletes are set to compete and they will have friends and family and just folks that are, are repping for Canada, no matter what in attendance, giving them support. But it's interesting to me that we don't have that same universal support that it, it seems that we seem to see in other nations. Now I'm willing to accept that I'm incorrect in this assessment and I'm just looking at it from who I see on the screen and what I see presented to me. So when I say that Patty Pimblett gets love from everybody in England, I'm sure Harry can tell me that I'm incorrect. But I do know that every time I see him bop out to the cage at the O2, that whole building is jumping for him. That whole place is behind him and packed. And maybe that's because there's several pints deep, but I do know that he was a big star in Cage Warriors before he got to this point. I do know that he was selling out arenas, smaller arenas, but selling out arenas nonetheless, before he got to this stage. I do know that Molly McCann gets more love fighting in England and even fighting in New York City last, last fall against Aaron Blanchfield 
than any of these Canadian athletes are going to get on Saturday. And it's disappointing to me. It's disheartening to me. And it honestly makes me sit here and question myself and my role in it. What can I do? How can I help elevate these athletes? How can I help platform these athletes more? I've made a genuine, honest effort in doing a conversation with over these last few weeks to reach out and get Eamon Zahabi, who fights on Saturday, on the show. Part of it is that I've known Eamon for a long time and I want to, and I know he, I knew he would be a great guest and I wanted to have that conversation with him. But it's also because he's competing on Saturday and he's looking for a third straight win and it's a cool opportunity to have him out here. Next week's episode is with Charles Jordan, who got a win a couple weeks back, a couple months back now against Crone Gracie. Want to make sure to have him on. Want to get whoever I can and I'm going to talk to a bunch of these athletes competing on Saturday about jumping on the program. I've had some good conversations with Mike Malott in the past. Had a great conversation with Kyle Nelson a couple days ago for a story that'll be up on the UFC website a little later. I've spoken with Jasmine Jazdavizius before and I would love to get her on the show because I feel a responsibility. But I also look at the landscape across this country and just kind of shake my head. I want to preface this by saying Aaron Bronstetter does such phenomenal work at TSN that it is motivating to me. It is encouraging to me. It spurs me on. I remember talking to Aaron when he was really starting to take over that area and push to do more and to see him where he is now doing all of the things he is doing now, rightfully being nominated for journalist of the year last year is amazing to see. And I say this next bit as no criticism whatsoever of Aaron and what he's doing. I wish the guy got an opportunity to do even more. I genuinely do. I wish TSN as a network, as a platform allowed him and others to do even more coverage of MMA, do even more coverage of the men and women from this country that step into the octagon, whether it's that step into the cage period, that compete, whatever it is, combat sports wise, because it feels that it feels to me that it's always been lacking. Isn't the right word because Aaron will do great work this week as he always does. And when there are big moments, TSN is sure to cover those big moments. But I think the thing that's missing is that we're not covering the smaller moments as well. And again, this isn't a knock on Aaron, nor is it an attempt to be dismissive of the myriad people that are covering the smaller moments. So all the different Canadian websites and all the different websites in general that cover regional promotions and emerging Canadian talent and emerging emerging talent period. This isn't a knock on, on you or on them. So please don't take it that way. What it is though, is a commentary on our larger sports entities and the hyper-focus that goes to a handful of sports. It's understandable. I get it. It makes sense. We are in Canada. Hockey is going to be number one, two, and three, no matter if it's spring, summer, winter, or fall. 
the Toronto Blue Jays are going to get a certain amount of coverage. The Toronto Raptors and the NBA are going to get a certain amount of coverage. And then everybody else is fighting. Everybody else is battling. And Canadians will get focus at times when they are competing, as we see with tennis, as we see with golf, as we will see this weekend a little bit more, I hope, over the course of the event as it is here in Vancouver. I expect there to be greater coverage of Mike Malott, Marc-Andre Barrio, Jasmine Jazdavicius, Eamon Zahabi, Kyle Nelson, and Diana Balbiza this week than we have seen in the past. But I'd like there to be more. I know I'm out here in Vancouver. I've lived out in this area. I've lived in the Lower Mainland for eight years. I lived on Vancouver Island for four or five years before that. Lived in the Rockies for a year prior to that. So I have been out here for, for basically a third of my life now, which is crazy to think about. And this market, like most Canadian markets, is a hockey market. First, foremost, and also secondary. We lost one of our sports radio networks a couple of years back. TSN 1040 was, was pulled off the air. They did a good job of covering things when it was, when it was a big enough event again, though, when it was a big enough event or it was in town, that's again, not a knock on the people that were always kind enough to reach out and bring me on the airwaves and talk about these things. Matt's Karis, Blake price, different people over the years. I appreciate it. Sportsnet 650 has as well at points and times, but it's Monday before a UFC event. And I don't know that that Sportsnet is going to cover this thing. I was talking on D on DM with my old boss at the province, Paul Chapman, because I had asked over the weekend, like, Hey, are you sending anybody? Is anybody going to be here covering it? Not that I'm fishing, not that I was fishing for a gig because I got enough going on this week, but just, was I going to be able to see one of my old friends? Was I going to be able to see some people from the province for the first time in a couple of years? Because I haven't worked there in a few years and I haven't gotten a chance to reconnect with him. And he said, nah, I, we're not even covering the Stanley cup lot. Like we're not, we don't even have anybody on the road covering the Stanley cup. Now that's a reflection of the state of, of print media in this industry and own in this country and ownership of these papers, which is a whole nother podcast for a whole nother platform. And I don't want to get into it other than to say it is fucking criminal. It is a sin that the local paper won't be there covering this event in their backyard and the business interests that own these papers need to do a better job of focusing on the communities and the provinces they represent than their own pockets. But it goes just beyond that too, right? As I said, I would love to see TSN put more resources into covering MMA and giving MMA greater space whether that's digitally, whether that's different channels. And again, so we're clear, this is not a knock on Aaron and the work he does. He is phenomenal. He has done so much to grow that brand and grow TSN's coverage of MMA in the almost decade that he's been doing it. It's amazing. It's terrific to see. I just, like lots of people, would like to see more. I'd like to see a weekly recurring sub segment on all the sports centers. I'd like to see a weekly MMA show or a weekly combat sports show. His podcast is terrific. Put it on air. 
Let's do more. Part of it to me out here, and, and what I'm really interested to see this week, being the first time that I'm back live at an event out here since the Fox show headlined by Damian Maya and Carlos Condit. I wasn't at the last show. It got announced and I was already booked to go to Hawaii. So I was in Maui when Donald Cerrone and Justin Gaethje were out here fighting. I missed that one, but I was at all the other ones before it. And I know that I was sitting there watching people exit before Demetrius Johnson defended his title against Ali Bagatinov. I know I watched not as many people as I thought should turn up for that Fox event, turn up for that Fox event. And that was a good card. There were some good fights on that card. If you go back and look at who some of those names were, that was a good little fight card. And it was the best card that had been to Vancouver in some time or, or maybe ever depending on, on your mileage with DJ and, and the card that was UFC 174. But people didn't show up. People didn't come. That was August 2016, right? Damian Maya, Carlos Condit, Anthony Pettis, Charles Oliveira, Paige Van Zandt, Beck Rawlings, Jim Miller, Joe Lozon. That was your main card. That's a great main card. I also know that we had, as I said, Jeremy Kennedy on that show, opening things up. JBC has gone on to be a, a hell of a fighter across a bunch of promotions and was a great fighter before that and didn't get that support, didn't get that that attention, that, that acclaim, that recognition that feels like is lacking for a bunch of these athletes. And as I said, I think about it a lot from my own influence, my own opportunity to do more and say more and show more love. But as a whole, like it's, it's weird to see. It's, it's difficult to see for me. It's, it's a challenge for me when I see nations get behind athletes the way that we don't seem to until they are wildly successful, right? When, when somebody's riding high and having tremendous success, whatever their pursuit is, there's certainly greater coverage. There's certainly greater investment. Everybody's talking about them. Milos Raonic makes his runs in Wimbledon and suddenly people have all kinds of thoughts on Milos Raonic. But they stopped talking about it when he started to struggle. Brooke Henderson has been a lasting topic of conversation because she has continued to be one of the top golfers on the LPGA tour. But you look at, go back to tennis, right? Bianca Andreescu isn't getting the same coverage now that she struggled with injuries as she was when she pushed through to the finals of a couple of these majors. Layla Fernandez, same thing. She's in a bunch of commercials, but when she's struggling on the court, that passion and that fervor that covered her ascent and her run at the U.S. Open has dissipated. Same with Denis Shapovalov. Same with Felix Auger-Alessem. Same with all of these MMA athletes, right? When it was going good, when it was, when it goes good, when they're, when they're in the mix, when they're headlining, when they're contending for titles, people are there, people are talking, people want to talk about them. But when they're on their way up and they're trying to build, we don't give them that coverage. We don't give them that support. 
And it's weird to me because I've seen us do it in so many other areas, in so many other sports, with so many other athletes. What is it that that is lacking about these UFC athletes or that's missing from this situation that we can get them, that we can connect with them more, that we can create ways for fans to connect with these athletes more? Because these are some some good fighters, some entertaining fighters, some fighters that are going to have success on the UFC stage, are already having success on the UFC cage stage, excuse me. But like, we only have 15 athletes in the UFC right now, 15 Canadian athletes, and a third of them are competing on Saturday. To me, that, that should spur a whole lot of Canadian flags and a whole lot of love from the jump on Saturday as they start making their way into the octagon. But I don't think that's going to happen. One, because we're in Vancouver and unfortunately none of the athletes competing are from this area, right? Mike Malott, Jasmine Jazdavicius, Kyle Nelson, Diana Belbitza, who is Romanian, but lives in Stony Creek, all from Ontario. Marc-Andre Barrio from Quebec, but trains in Florida. Eamon Zahabi from Montreal. So we don't have any local products right now, any local talent that is going to be stepping out there. But I would, I would argue that even if we did, I don't know that they're going to get that support because this sport isn't given that level of support and that level of coverage out here or anywhere in this country for that, for that matter. Again, not to take away from, from what is getting done, but it always makes me wonder why it's not more, why it's not greater, why we have that disconnect where when somebody puts on the Maple Leaf and puts on the Canadian uniform, we're in Olympics roll around. We are invested in sports we never spend any even a minute talking about. And all of a sudden, everybody knows the short track, short track speed skaters or the all the members of the relay teams, whether it's on the track or in the pool, and everybody's all in. But outside of those Olympic years, we're kind of just like, yeah, all right, they're Canadian. What do you you want me to be excited about that? Yeah, I do. I want you to be proud of them. I want you to support them. I want you to have the kind of unwavering allegiance that we see around the globe for just about anyone else. Just about anywhere else the UFC takes the octagon outside of the United States. They touch down, the people in those areas, the people in those countries go bonkers for their own. Whether they know them or not, whether they are from, as I said, the Australia one is the re- is the really cool representation to me because Australia is a big fucking country. I mean, it's a continent in and of itself, but it's pretty expansive in terms of like the difference between Sydney and Perth. And it don't matter. That audience is is behind each and every person flying that flag, no matter what. And I just wonder why that isn't the case with us. 
I just wonder why we're not all in on Canadian athletes in this sport at all times. And again, maybe that's me. Maybe, maybe I can, I can only deal with myself. I can only look to myself and work harder myself to platform these individuals, to spotlight these individuals in my work here on keyboard Kimura. But like, it's, it's strange to me, man. We got a fight card headlined by the greatest female fighter of all time with a tremendous co-main event. And it doesn't feel like this is a thing that is, is generating interest. And I don't say like, I hope this is an absolute sellout and people are packed in there from the jump going bonkers. And it is a tremendous event. I'm not sure it will be. And that feels really disappointing to me because, and, and certainly I'm biased because I've invested my life into, and my professional career into covering this sport and these athletes. But like, this is a great card and people are going to want to push back and say, really, it's a great, this is a great card. This is a really great card. The greatest female fighter of all time is defending her title in a really fascinating matchup in the main event. The former lightweight champ is facing the number one contender in the co-main event. And we got a bunch of entertaining, sure to be exciting fights up and down the rest of the undercard. It is going to be a great night of action. And I just hope that sports media in the region, media in the region covers this event and the men and women competing with a modicum of the interest and effort that goes into covering every square inch of Vancouver Canucks news. And that we start to see some of these Canadian athletes get the support that athletes from other nations get in their home, in their home countries. I'm going to try my best to keep doing it here on my platforms, here in the spaces that I am responsible for. I will be speaking with all of these athletes this week, and I am going to try to get as many of them as I can onto a conversation with, or even just into a 15 minute interview before these fights. I spoke to Kyle Nelson, as he said, for UFC.com. That is up, should be up now or later in the week. I should have reached out to more of them and, and, and I will, I will hold that on myself. I should have reached out to more of them to get them on here, to give them those opportunities. I'm going to work hard to do that going forward. And I hope that, that TSN, that Sportsnet 650 radio out here in Vancouver, that Canadian sports fans, that Canadian MMA fans get behind these Canadian athletes a little more, give them a little more love, give them a little more attention. Doesn't matter that they're not contenders right now. Doesn't matter that they may not be contenders at any point. They are the select number of men and women making the walk to the octagon, representing our nation. That should be reason enough to get behind them. For Keyboard Kimura, me, Spencer Kite. Talk to you next week.